Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this, growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, then in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is kind of give you a little bit of a history lesson pertaining to Life Around the Fire podcast. <laughs> we've been uh, we've been going at this particular podcast now for about two and a half years, and we're reaching somewhat of a milestone in the fact that this particular podcast episode is podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, podcast episode number 430. That's pretty impressive (laughs) any way you look at it. But the purpose behind sharing the history of this podcast is by virtue of how we came into being and the fact that if I can do this, if we can do this, anybody I mean it, man. Anybody can do this. And we know that we are a drop in the ocean, man. But, 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 but at least we are a drop. And I might add, it's a very good drop. (laughs) And so I firmly believe that word of mouth is still the best or the worst advertisement available at little or no cost. What I mean by that is this. What we say about something, whether it's good or bad, it's amazing how that travels. If you have someone come to your home and they provide a good service for you, such as a plumbing job that needs to be done, and they do a good job, that word of mouth that you provide as a result of that, man, that goes a long way. Now, the same is true if they do a, a a rotten job, man. They do a lousy job. That travels a long way. And so this particular podcast has really existed and still exists and probably will exist as the result of word of mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me you sharing with somebody the fact that you tuned in or you just tuned in yourself and you say, you know, that was pretty good. 
or you might be upset. Regardless, what we say, what you say pertain to this podcast is actually why this podcast is taking off. We are now in over 27 countries worldwide, five continents, 330 plus cities. And so word of mouth has been really where it's at. And we have been instructed by our boss, which is the Lord Jesus. We've been instructed by our boss to keep the mechanics and any extra bells and whistles in this podcast to a minimum. The reason behind it is by keeping things simple and affordable, other cultures that don't have access to the same materials and financial resources can use this format and these materials to help get things off the ground and in motion for yourselves. Having a simple and affordable tool is half of the equation, man. The other half of the ministry is in prayer. Communicating with God via supplications, intercessions, and a lot of worship and thanksgiving. Once again, we have kept our format simple so it can be a template that can be easily and affordably reproduced in other countries and in other settings. Periodically, we're going to add in some extra music that's the exiting and opening music and some guest worship leaders and musicians. However, we're keeping things simple so that others will feel emboldened to begin podcasting the word of the Lord to their regions, and we can help them with the setup. So, a little history lesson, right? It was around this time in July of 2020 that my wife and I were driving, and she happened to look over at me, and she spoke the heart of God to me. She looked at me, and with a tone of clarity and authority, she said, you know, it's time for you to put together a broadcast that will communicate God's heart. And I mean, when she said it, it was like Jesus was driving the car and he looked at me and said, you know, it's time that you put together some communication broadcast concerning my heart. I mean, it struck me just like that. Now, I was just barely coming off from a time on the shelf. <laughs> well, what I mean by that was it was a 25-year period. 25 years. 25-year period of testing, pruning, purging, and me falling flat on my face in front of everyone I knew and had ever known. And it was 25 years of a desert experience that I didn't really have any clue leading up to it that it would be like that. It was hard, man. The hardest time that I've ever gone through in my life. And it was 25 years of my life. My desert wanderings, I'd acquired 
a few dubious and undistinguished monikers, such as a burnout, a drunk, a drug abuser, a loser, a washed-up preacher, a backslidden Christian, a two-time divorcee, and a former well-known and respected spiritual leader all throughout the upper Midwest area in the United States of America. At one point earlier in my on-the-shelf time, I had hopes of perhaps getting over the feelings of betrayal along with the fear of failure and getting back on the leadership horse. But those dreams seemed to vanish after 10 years of being quite isolated and insulated from the eyes and ears of those who were watching me gradually become undone. No matter what I tried to do, it always became like sand, sifting through my fingers, leaving me empty-handed and empty-hearted. However, when I heard God speak to me through my wife, something inside of me rose up that I hadn't felt in a long time. It was faith, hope, and love. It was the love of God. I felt it rise up in my heart, and it surprised me. I hadn't felt that, like that, in 25 years. I, I mean, it's been a long time. I had gone through a time where I was, quite frankly, undone. People had forgotten about me. In fact, if they remembered me, because I had picked up a horrible drinking problem, actually, I had alcoholic tendencies already, and I went full bore into the ism part of alcohol. Alcoholism had me, big time. Quart of vodka, a day guy. Tons of marijuana, and throw in anything else along with it. That was me. I had fallen to that point because I was so discouraged and I just wanted to feel something. I was feeling lousy. I felt like a failure. I felt like a loser. I just wanted to feel something and drugs and alcohol made me feel something even if it wasn't all that good. At least it was something. In fact, it was in 1995 I had a vision, literally, I had a vision in 1995, and it was a vision of a city that had been leveled. And as the smoke was clearing, there was one figure that was on the other side of the smoke, and that figure was Jesus. And Jesus looked at me and he said, without saying a word, he said, I am sufficient. And then he gave me an understanding as to what that vision meant. That vision was basically my life, my ministry, my marriage, my relationships. My life was going to come crashing down because it had been built on a faulty foundation. <laughs> and it would be better off for it to come down now than to have other people hurt more later. And so in 1995, the process of dismantling me 
and ministry that I was involved in began. And it began without me doing a thing. It started happening. It was in 1996. Now, this was happening, as I said, without me really doing much of anything to make it happen. In fact, I was trying for it not to happen. But whatever I tried to do that was good, it just wasn't working. It it wasn't working. In fact, just the opposite was taking place. You know how you have that golden touch, a person had that golden touch? Well, I had the opposite touch. I had the touch that turned things to dirt. I had a man sit down with me in 1996, and he said, David, the Lord wants you to know that he is going to be putting you on the shelf and he's going to be dismantling your ministry. This guy didn't know nothing. He knew nothing about I didn't tell that vision to anybody. He knew nothing about it. A year after I'd had it, he, this man requested a meeting with me and specifically gave me that word and said, when that time was off the, when that time on the shelf would be over with, that I would be restored back into ministry and it would be greater than what I had ever envisioned before. And I heard what he said and I didn't really know exactly what to do with it. And so I just tucked it away. Well, it was shortly after he shared that, that things began to escalate even more and people all around me began to turn on me. They began to say things about me. They began to gossip about me, tell lies about me. And I couldn't stop it from taking place. And I thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown. Everywhere I went, relationships started crumbling. The person I was married to at the time came up to me and said they wanted a divorce. They wanted to divorce me. That they were never in love with me. And that was one of many, 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 many things that took place. So much so that I eventually left Minnesota in shame because everyone knew my name in the area, in the region. And in order to get away from people's comments and people's eyes, I moved from Minnesota to Florida, about 1,800 miles away, just to get away from everybody. And I thought that it was going to be, initially, maybe an 18-month sabbatical. Well, the dismantling took place, little did I know how literal God's word to me was going to be when he told me he was going to dismantle things and put me on the shelf. I didn't learn why until it was all over. It was at that point that he showed me when it was all over, 25 years had gone by, right? Now I'm bolting 25 years ahead. In 2020, he showed me why. He put me on the shelf because my view of him, my view of myself 
and how I viewed other people were faulty. They were wrong. And he needed to correct them. And the only way to correct them was to have everything come down so I could build back up from the squares, square one, back to squares. He had to get the culture of Egypt out of my way of thinking and my way of living. Even some of the stuff that I considered to be good stuff had to get out. Like the Israelites who had spent 430 years in Egypt, they had become like the Egyptians. And so God brought them in the wilderness to get Egypt out of them. Not just them out of Egypt. Egypt had to get out of them. Well, I had things within me that were wrong that needed to get out. And God took me through a 25-year period of time. Now, the choices that I made were the choices I made. He didn't lead me into drinking. He didn't lead me into drug use. He didn't lead me into divorce. I made those choices. But things were going to be difficult regardless. It was like, choose door number one, door number two, or door number three. Well, I chose door number one. And that was the path that that door was going to lead me through and what I was going to go through. And I went through it. And it was real. I didn't know if it was ever going to end. And it was startling. He had to get the culture of Egypt out of my way of thinking, out of my way of living. Even some of the stuff that I considered to be good stuff. Now, he says to me that he's going to take me off the shelf. And this is in 2020. And I was encouraged, but at the same point in time, I was intimidated. Because I had been 25 years out of the ministry. I had been divorced twice. The person I was living with, we weren't legally married. I was nervous. I thought probably God was done with me. Didn't want anything more to do with me. Little did I know that I was a prodigal and there are many, 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 many people like me out and about. Some even hearing this right now and you're saying, dude, you're telling me my story or at least part of it. You've known God, then stuff happened. And now here you are being called back and wooed by God to come into a relationship with him on a deeper level than you've ever known before. If that's you, man, what you're hearing is God calling you back to himself and calling you back into a place of usefulness. You're not just going to be a bench warmer. You're going to be in the game. He had to get Egypt out of you. Not just you out of Egypt, but Egypt out of you. Man, I started investigating YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, blogging, vlogging. None of them fit, man. None. Then I came across podcasting, and there it was. Bingo. Podcasting. The problem was I knew nothing about anything concerning podcasting. I knew how to do certain tasks on the computer, some on an intermediate level, most of it on a beginner level. I knew nothing about 
podcasting, and that led me to a five-month period. <laughs> Dude, do that. <laughs> Folks, led me to a five-month period of serious education and prayer. I was intimidated, insecure, and full of frustration over my ignorance. Nothing made any sense to me at all until, right? Until that one day the light turned on and I could see what I needed to do. I bought my equipment and next thing I know, the word and the vision had become a reality. So, right, on April 11th, 2021, we broadcast our first podcast. This episode makes the number of publishing Life Around the Fire episodes to 430. <laughs> there are, as I said, 332 cities that tune in worldwide, five continents, 27 different countries, we're planning a trip to Kenya, Africa to hold a conference called Hosting the Glory of the Lord. We'll also be serving those who are widows, along with those who are orphaned, under the pastoral care of Moses Ansango and his leadership team of men, women, and children, whom we love dearly. Moses and your team listening, we love you. God has great, great, great plans for that particular region, and you're experiencing right now, I'm calling for people around the world to join in with this and engage in prayer and fasting over Nicarere, right outside of Kisi Town in Kenya, Africa. Join us in prayer along with Pastor Mozan Sango. Beginning May of 2024, we are going to be going there for 10 days and experiencing the glory of the Lord and helping those who are in a place who really want to serve God, but they want to do it without being concerned where their next meal is coming from. Praise God, we get to be part of the solution. Now, we've made a commitment to obey the Lord and make this podcast free of charge to anyone anywhere, anytime. You're never going to hear us asking you for a nickel concerning this podcast. Ever. This will always be free because there are, unfortunately, people have abused the name of Jesus. They've abused Christianity and have turned it into a money-making scheme, and people are sick of it. I'm one of them. We will never charge for this podcast, ever. Matthew chapter 10, verses 8 through 10, Jesus said, You must continually bring healing to the lepers and to those who are sick. And make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you've received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. You won't need a lot of money. Travel light and don't even pack an extra change of clothes in your backpack. Trust God for everything because the one who works for him 
deserves to be provided for. Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, the Apostle Paul says, don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another. For the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. For the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and every other commandment can be summed up in these words, love and value others the same way you love and value yourself. Love makes it possible, excuse me, love makes it impossible to harm another, so love fulfills all that the law requires. Love makes it impossible to harm another, so love fulfills all the law requires. Don't owe anything to anyone except your outstanding debt to continually love one another, for the one who learns to love has fulfilled every requirement of the law. This is the current modus operandi of this outreach. Now, here we are. Here we are. And my encouragement is to you. If you're listening and you have that nudge to do what we're doing, and that is putting together a podcast, I simply want to tell you that you can. And that if you're getting that nudge, that's more than likely a nudge from Jesus saying to you, that that drop in the ocean is needed because many drops make up the ocean. God has a purpose. God has a plan for you. If you need help, we can help. We can help provide the information regarding the how-to. We can help provide some of the resources and getting things started. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns regarding what we're talking about, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. That's lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. Life Around the Fire is all one word, all lowercase letters, lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We will get back in touch with you. Also, we have a web page that we are building, and it's up and running right now, and there's some really, really, really good worship songs on it. And if you'd like to just check it out, it is, once again, lifearoundthefire.com. That's lifearoundthefire, all lowercase letters, lifearoundthefire.com. You will love it. The worship music is absolutely fantastic. Also, we will be adding things to it on a regular basis. And bottom line, it's free. So we would love to hear from you and we will be back in touch with you. In the meantime, God bless you and adios, amigos.